0: The American Lumber King was born in 1834 and, when 18 years of age, left the village of Niedersalheim in southern Germany and emigrated to America. Settling first in Erie County, Pennsylvania, he moved four years later to Rock Island, Illinois, where he went to work in a sawmill. There he met another young German, F.A.C. Denham. Both possessing the same fine traits of honesty, thrift, and industry, the two soon became fast friends. So impressed was the mill owner with the capability of Wirehauser that in six months he put him in charge of the mill.
1: If I tell you, Fred Wirehauser, this mill's a different place since you were made, Superintendent. You get more work out of the men and more lumber out of the logs. Uh-huh. You know, I heard the big boss say that you'd increase the output over 10%. So? That's fine. And I'll do better yet. Maybe I own this mill someday. You, Fritz? Well, how? I know the owner is willing to sell, so I'm saving up my money. And someday, perhaps, France, maybe we'll buy it together, eh? Say, Fritz, there isn't a man in the world I'd rather have for a partner. Then it is a bargain. Oh, sir, help me all of these luck. Oh, allow me for that. Oh, thank you.
0: Well, Elizabeth, what are you doing here at the mill? You
1: forgot your lunch, so I brought it down to you.
0: Well, now, that deserves a kiss, my dear sister. So,
1: <laughs>
0: oh, say, look at that fool over there.
1: Hey, you! That's no way to fasten the clamp on the log. Here, wait a minute. I'll show you. Careful, Franz. They slack off that line there. Franz, look out. The clamp, it's slipping. Oh, he's following in. Oh, God in Himmel. come on. Oh, he'll be crushed to death. Hey, you! Give me that canthook. I'll force those logs apart. Hang on, Franz. I'm coming. Are you hurt? No. No, I'm all, all right, but I'm jammed in here. These logs are squeezing the breath out of me. Yeah, I will hang on. There. Yeah, that's it. Give uh, more. Uh, Show now. Uh, can you get free now? pull the logs apart. Yeah, but uh, hurry. On, I'll help you. Oh, no, no, no. Don't come out here. Here, friend. Take my
0: hand. Now.
1: There you are. Oh, God bless you. Mr. Oh, that was a close call. Oh,
0: I didn't do anything. It was Mr. Warehouse. Oh,
1: me. it was nothing. I, I couldn't let my partner be killed. Eh, Franz? <laughs> oh, no. He and I are gonna be partners.
0: months later, Fritz and Elizabeth were married. The same year, another romance culminated in the marriage of Franz Denkum with Weyerhauser's sister, and so the two friends were bound together by even closer ties. It was not long before they had saved enough to carry out their plans to purchase the mill. The partnership flourished. They enlarged the plant, acquired three more mills. From the first, Weyerhauser was the outside man. He made long trips to the great pine forests of Wisconsin, buying timber, and at the same time, building up an association of lumbermen. I tell you, Jackson, if you continue to sell timber at that price, in time you will be
1: bankrupt. But I've got to meet competition, Mr. Whitehouse. Fair competition, yeah. That's the life of trade. But cutthroat competition will not only mean your ruin, but the ruin of the whole lumber business. Excuse me, Mr. Jackson. Well, what is it, Swenson? Mr.
0: Jackson, six more men quick this morning. Six more? That's bad. Ah, Lumber Yaks, yous won't work for wages. We pay them. Plenty come here looking for a job, and used to soon they get wrinkles out of their bellies, pack their blankets, and off they go. Well, I can't afford to pay any higher wages. Ah, and they might use so well quick, too cannot get out people without lawyers. I... See what I'm up against? Their wages are too small. No one knows it better than I do. Then why don't you raise wages? But the prices I'm getting for timber. My margin of profit is so small that I doubt if I'll come out on the right side of the ledger.
1: Then if you've got better prices, you would pay better wages? Sure, I'd be glad to. Then Jackson, you'll have to raise your prices.
0: the far-flung timber country of the great Northwest, Weyerhaeuser carried his doctrine of cooperation. In time, this organization, bound by gentlemen's agreements, came to be known as the Weyerhaeuser Syndicate, composed of over 100 partners. He became director and practical managing head of scores of companies, and though his relations with his workmen were usually harmonious, it was inevitable that in some plants, discord should arise, fomented for the most part by the IWW and kindred organizations.
1: I don't know what's got into the man like Mr. Weyerhauser. I believe some radical labor agitator, as it were. has uh, has there been any sabotage? When machinery suddenly falls to pieces without any apparent cause, the fuel engine lungs become loosened and go down the list. Yes, pull out that log. I see, Mr. Weyerhauser, an iron spike has been driven in. It wasn't noticed until the straw struck it. Now, who drove that spike in that log? That I don't know. Well, somebody did Well, there's only one thing to do, Parker. We will have to hire a man to mix with the workmen. and will find out who's doing these things. See, did you hear that Joe? They're going to put labor spies in the mill.
0: Boy, you'll have to watch your step.
1: If any skunk squeal on me, he'd be sorry. Listen, Hellman. Now our chance. Why, they all busy chewing rag about that spike.
0: Hmm? What do you
1: mean? I got a can of gasoline. You gather some shaven and dry wood... And stack it up against wall on the other side of the box. Now, now
0: listen, Joe, I don't like
1: this business. So, do what I say or else. Come on. All right. Now, pile the dry wood up here? Now, I pour over this gasoline. Eh? So, let a match... Now, now, listen, Joe, I don't want to get sort mixed of... up on this thing. Now, beat it before anyone sees us.
0: Fire, fire. The
1: other building is on fire. Fire up. Come on, man. Uh, how do you suppose this started, Clark? Oh, well, I've got a good idea. John, My uh, God. My kid is in there. Oh, Yes, he brought my lunch. He must have fallen asleep. Stop him, man. Stop him. Stop him. Stop him. Stop him. Well, men, the fire is out. It was a hard fight, but we saved most of the mill. And for your work, I'm going to give every man a $10 bonus. Now, this fire was started on purpose. We have found the empty gasoline can. I want to know who did it. Through this man, you have all lost your possessions in the bunkhouse. And through him, you will maybe all lose your jobs here. Because I will not have men working for me that I can't trust and depend on. And first of all, this man has caused the death of a helpless, innocent little child. Would you men protect such a murderer? Well, no. I'll tell you who it was. It was Joe Mctowski. It's a lie. Now, you fellas know the line of talk he's been handing out about mills and factories belonging to the workers and down with capitalism and all that stuff? Well, he's the guy that unscrewed the bolts and the machinery and drove all them spikes in the logs. Yeah, and he set fire to the office, too. I know, but I Stop throw it! Throw. Hey, stop roll. it! Hey, stop roll. it, I
0: say. Bring him up. Him
1: up. There will be no stringing up here. Lock him up into the storeroom, and we'll turn him over to the sheriff. All right, come on. My poor boy. How is it with you? I'm done for, I guess. I don't care. I don't want to live with that poor little kid screaming, ringing in my ears. Maybe now I... I won't... I won't hear them... No more.
0: Such were the conditions throughout the lumber industry which Weyerhaeuser had to combat, but which he eventually brought under control. Weyerhaeuser was a man of simple habits... Although he became exceedingly wealthy, he never cared for social activities, but there was one occasion in 1907, a double celebration, the christening of his grandson and namesake, Frederick, and his own golden wedding anniversary. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have the privilege of joining in the celebration of the anniversary of a wedding. That took place fifty years ago between my friend Fred Wiles Sr. and my dear sister. Now you all know how difficult it is to persuade Fred Wiles to join in any social function. Ah, oh, I got no time for such foolishness. And so at this time, well, I must make a speech. Yes. Oh, God in the so at this time we pay tribute to the man who has built up and consolidated one of the greatest industries in the entire world. Now, that's enough, Tinkum. Uh, these folks come here to have a good time, not to hear you make speeches. Well, then how about you making a speech? Me? Oh, I... I, I... <laughs> well, now, Mama, you know I can't make speeches. The only thing I know is men. I think... That is why I have succeeded, because I know lumber and men, because I have worked hard, and because I was honest. You have often heard it said that no man could make a million dollars honestly. Well, here is one. Now, I want to pay tribute to one who for 50 years has been by my side, whose help and sympathy and love has meant more to me anything else in the world to my little sweetheart elizabeth
0: and so surrounded by his family and friends with his beloved wife by his side Let us leave this man who, by his rugged honesty, sturdy thrift, tireless effort, and dependable trustworthiness, won a place for himself unique in the American business world. Frederick Weyerhauser, Captain of Industry. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.